Hey guys, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Anime Coffee House podcast. Um, today we're talking about our third character batch. We did protagonists, we did antagonists. Now we're doing the people that support them. Now, when I was thinking of this, and if I was thinking of this, we were thinking of characters. Anyone who supports the main character, such is the supporting cast. So when you did protagonists, you tried to think of the main protagonist, antagonist, or main antagonist. And now this is just everybody in between. So a lot of people's favorite characters fits in this category. So there's a lot to pull from. This isn't the best. This isn't a top 10, top 20. This is just off the top of the dome. Just what you could think of. Of all the anime we've seen. And like I made a joke about it when we, when we were like getting ready for this. About how I normally I don't like I can't remember anything. So I started scouring my anime list before this. Just to jog my memory of animes that I've seen. And I want to make like a list of everything that I've seen for things like this. So I can like everybody gets their due. The like, credit they deserve. Yeah like everyone gets mentioned like the. So every fan of every show has somebody that, you know, they enjoy. So if we don't mention your favorite supporting character, I'm I'm not sorry. But, like, <laughs> it sucks. I get it. Like, I think we have some fan favorites on here for sure, though. Yeah, and there's some things that I have on here that are, like, more not necessarily the characters but like the system that's one thing that i just enjoy um that we'll get to but first for like as a major fan and now that i don't know if she's finished it or where she's at or i know she's past the seventh episode so i can finally talk are you about... talking about garen lagon garen Ger sorry garen Yes, I finished it, and I very much enjoyed it. It was great. So, yeah. the first person I want to talk about today, who I built, basically my entire, like, gaming channel, gaming life, is built around, like, a meme of this character. And he, like, is one of my favorite, if not my favorite character in, like, all of anime. And he's literally only in, like, ten episodes of this show. And that is Kamina. From Gurren Lagann. Yeah, or, I love Kamina. Or, or Tengen Topin Gurren Lagann. <laughs> Kamina is just such a polarizing figure who affects the entire universe of Gurren Lagann. Um, I know I've talked about like why I love the show in my first, but now that you've finished it, I kind of want to hear your first impressions on the show and Kamina <laughs> in general. I feel... Something very unique about the show that I noticed is it does a good job of making you feel what the characters are going through. For example, when Kamina dies, you you miss him just as much as the characters in the show. And you also go through that struggle of having to move on and keep moving forward, just like the characters. Um, also with Simone, you know, nobody really believes in him except for Kamina. And they do a good job of that, too, because it's obvious that Simone is supposed to be the main character. 
but as an audience, when you're first watching it towards the beginning of the series, you're like, well, does this kid really have what it takes, you know? Should we really be believing in him? And then he turns around and surprises everybody, and I feel like I was just as surprised as the other characters in the show, so it does a great job of getting you emotionally invested. Um, And I thought it was really cool how there's all these different layers to this universe. You know, they start out, they start off underground and then you think like the main things that they need to get to the surface. But once they get to the surface, there's another struggle there. You know, there's this um, king, the, the spiral king, and then they defeat him. But then there's another, there's another thing. There's always like something more. There's so yeah, there's, many there's layers. There's always a new, yeah. uh, ceiling that needs to be broken for the show so it keeps that metaphor and that imagery as the show goes like you said you start you're getting above ground and from above ground you're defeating the people above ground then you go into space and you go from space into like the universe over top the galaxy and then even at one point uh one of my favorite lines is when simon's fighting the anti-spirals and they talk about like how he, he goes on his rant he says like my drill is the drill that will pierce the heavens and then later he says, no, my drill created the heavens. And you're like, God <laughs> damn. And like all of that, the whole reason we got there is because of this one rambunctious dumbass named Kamina. He wasn't the smartest, wasn't the strongest, wasn't the fastest. He was just charismatic and people followed him because of his charisma. He just did dumb stuff. And just luck seemed to be on his side. Like things just tended to work out. And later on, he talks about how um, he the reason all of it worked out was because Simone was by his side. That he was nothing without Simone. And kind of pushes that supporting role um, onto Simone. You can see why he believes in him. And one of the most iconic lines is the line right before he dies. Well, two most iconic. Um, where he jumps through and says, let, let me see you grit those teeth and just punches him square in the face, which is just something like you comes out of nowhere. You don't expect it. You're like, you just punch him in the face in the middle of a battle. War is going on around him. You just got stabbed. He just punched this guy in the face to yeah, snap Simon out character. of it. And then he, he looks at him and says, don't believe in yourself and don't believe in me, but believe in the communa that believes in Simone. And then he goes back in, he has the stab, and you think he's dead, and he comes back, and you're like, okay, he's not going to die, there's no way, and they have their little reunion, their fight, they win, and then you you, really, like, you see him officially pass the torch, and it's just such an emotional scene, and you, it, it's the first anime I've ever seen where it does something so drastic just out of nowhere, like, you don't expect it, like, if someone tells you, hey, Kamina dies, you're going to think, oh, towards the end of the series, He's going to die. And it's going to be like this big emotional moment. Push Simone to beat the final boss. Not in the seventh episode of like a 24, 25 episode series. I think it might be 27. Something around that range. Yeah, and you really do spend the rest of the show kind of, well, not kind of, mourning, mourning Kamina. And it's not towards more of the end that Simone kind of takes over and like, you know, casts a bigger shadow so to say and yeah it's really it i kept like waiting for him to come back you know i was like he can't really be dead like he's gonna come back and then i realized okay he's 
he's not coming back and yeah he's i think he's probably most people's favorite character he was my favorite character but i mean he kind of did like a good and impactful death can be a good thing and if he hadn't died the show just wouldn't have been what it was so i can appreciate that it had to happen but it was still really sad he he was funny in ways like when he gets that real long sword I don't remember when, and I I don't remember if this is something like like he said, or if I'm just remembering wrong. But I'm almost positive he said it when he was fighting Viral, the one, and he brings out this big sword, and he's like, "Oh, we well, yeah. don't even know how to use that big sword." And he's like, "No, it's not about how big your sword is; it's how you use it." Or Viral said something <laughs> like that, and I thought it was a funny I dick think, joke. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, that was a. I was gonna say I really enjoyed. That and I think it was Viral that said it when he pulled out this big sword. And he's like, "What are you gonna do with that big sword?" Like. It's not about uh-huh. the, how big your sword is, but how you use it. And then Vio beats uh-huh. him up, and you're like, haha, like, it's kind of funny that Kamina has this big, big dick energy, big sword, <laughs> and Vio just has a little dagger, and you're like, okay. Like, the symbolism there. Like you said, with the, you, basically, I feel like when Kamina gets overshadowed by Simon, it's normally in that second half when they tear down and destroy the Kamina statue. I think that is a symbolism for now Simon is rising above above Kamina Shadow. He is now going to be this polarizing... Like, he he has lived up to what Kamina believed mm-hmm. in, but this is when he's becoming his, his own man, and when he realizes he can't be Kamina, and he's never going to be as great, the, the great as great as Kamina thought he was going to be, but he can take both and just make himself as great as he, like, he possibly thinks he can be, which, like, by the end, like, he's controlling a robot that's using galaxies as shurikens, so it's, like, gets gets pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. I wish, I don't know why I waited so long to see it. It might be because I'm not the biggest fan of Mecha, so I'm always apprehensive about anything where you see a giant robot, but it was so, it was really so much more than that. You're telling it me had... you had, you, you didn't love the banana robot? No, I lo- oh yeah, the yeah the banana robot was pretty cool. I I loved this show. Um, yeah. Um, and I know we're not focusing on her as like as best side character, but is her name Kyoko, the red haired girl? Kyoko. Yoko. I, I just why? A- oh, okay. Like. Oh, sorry. I don't know where I got. Yeah, Yoko. The K from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the K. <laughs> Maybe because I was just watching Fruits Basket, so I was like Kyo Kyoko, but. She was a great character. Um, they kind of she didn't shine as much in the second half. Like she kind of faded into the backdrop, and she still had her moments in the second half. But um, she really shined in the first half. And I always love a good female lead character. And you know, everyone's yeah. out there in the robots, and she's just out there with her shotgun, totally holding it's her own. Rifle. So her sniper rifle. Yes, sorry. Okay. <laughs> not a gun expert um it's like a it's it's like some type of rail sniper rifle that she created or someone created for her and that like somebody with that body type should never be able to use but mm-hmm. it's like okay and she's definitely yeah. a fan servicey character to start with but she definitely grows into her own like initially she, you think she's just going to be there for big boobs and like but no she kind of impact has that like strong and powerful women vibe like character where it's doesn't matter what I dress like or how I act like I am, you know. Mm-hmm. I should be here. Like, I'm strong. I can make a difference in this war. And kind of puts mm-hmm. that, like, stamp on, like, 
that extra, like in that time, 2006 was a lot of times where uh, a lot of female characters in all genres of entertainment would normally sexualize. So of course she's obvious, but they they add the extra layer of like badassery to it that mm-hmm. didn't really become a thing yet until like past like 2010 time when they started to really create badass female characters not only in anime but in other uh genres of entertainment yeah um yeah very true so we spent 10 minutes gushing about Gurren Lagann I can spend three years talking about Gurren Lagann but so we'll jump to another fan favorite um who I had a question about also putting him here because he's kind of a main character but he's not really and this is Levi everyone's favorite uh, the favorite edgy, uh, just just everyone's favorite character in general. In Attack on Titan, and possibly anime as a whole, he is one of the most favorite characters. Yeah, in I'm all kind of, of anime. I'm kind of wondering now if he is. I wonder. I'm gonna check my anime list. I wonder if he's the most popular character on here. Well, like I said earlier when we were talking, I'm surprised how like Attack on Titan jumped to number two in my anime list. And even though it's not like the best thing for, uh, like, it's very it's voted by people, so it's not it's very uh what's the word um not very accurate or like accurate. yeah it's it's just based on people's taste and hype and like you know people will go on there and rate it after they watch it when they're definitely more hyped. But like we've talked, when you would think about this list, we kept bringing up Assassination Classroom, and we brought up Assassination Classroom before, and it's like, why do we always forget about this anime that everyone, I feel like, enjoys watching, but it's just, like, forgettable. Like, you just forget <laughs> it when, like, you yeah. forget you ever watched it, which is, like, I think, so, like, you can't highly rate something that's forgettable. Like, Attack on Titan's not forgettable. So yeah, I can understand definitely. why it, and, like, I made statements that Brotherhood would never get toppled but after seeing how much people love attack on titan and how much i enjoy it and depending on how it ends it could topple the the giant of full monogamous brotherhood for number one on now which would be fucking incredible like it'd be crazy (laughs) a show that almost didn't get a second season then topples the giant like it'd be just such a wild ride (laughs) Yeah, so Captain Levi is number two, by the way, on my anime list. It won't let me see who's number one, and I can't go to the website. Apparently, there's really heavy access on it. Apparently, everyone's on my anime list right now. But anyways, yeah, I mean, Levi is obviously one of the most popular characters out there. He definitely steals the show. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to start. Just some of my favorite scenes in Attack on Titan were with Levi. Um, For example, when he goes after, when they have the suicide charge to distract the Beast Titan, and then the Beast Titan, like, basically kills almost everybody, and then he looks to the side and he's like, wait, what happened to all my Titans? And there comes Levi through the smoke and just carves him up. He does this sort of spiral thing around the guy's arm and slashes his eyes and that was awesome. Yeah, it, he definitely is. Was like that was a, 
the credible moment and you see the anger in his face and like he's more deadly than almost every titan um i yeah. really enjoyed the scene i don't know what people didn't like i said season three uh when they had the uh his father or like his uncle or whatever that guy is connected to him uh -huh. um it was his uncle or it was like something. His uncle or something where they went after yeah. him with the guns, and he I stole the swords, and he was beating the entire platoon of people with guns, with swords, and just, like, absolutely obliterating them. And you have that cool scene where he barely dodges a bullet, and you can just see his reaction speed is faster than a bullet. Like, that's... And, like, those are, like... Those bullets look like they're coming out of, like, high intense, almost, like, little mini cannons. So, like, how quick is his reaction speed to be able to react to that in, like, a point-blank while he's spinning and moving, it's just the shit he does is wild. When they show him early, and like they're, they're talking about like the best Titan killers, and you see him just do that whole spinning move that he does repeatedly throughout the show, and kill like eight Titans in one fill swoop, and he like, and then he just throws the swords down, and like this guy is a fucking badass. <laughs> He's so badass. He has and, even his name just strikes fear into the heart of the enemies. And yeah, and then like speaking of that, uh huh. I was like, so, uh, like even like his comrades are scared. Not necessarily scared of him, but they're like they look up to him so much that he's like the big brother to all of the Survey Corps. And it was really cute. Like he he always has that like stone cold face, and it's always funny when like he would say something. And it would just be this dry humor where he's just like shit talking somebody, but like he's a hundred percent serious. Like when he call Aaron a baby and shit talk him and complain about like guy is you know is Mikasa gonna keep carrying your balls for you? You're gonna do something? Like come on, like what's going on here? <laughs> and but one of like the funniest scenes and like you see him smile and I thought it was great was when um, Historia becomes queen and they he's like. Like, okay, I'm queen now. I can, I'm can. i going to go hit him. I'm going to go punch him because he's such a fucking dick. And I can finally hit him without getting punished. And so she goes up and hits him. And everyone's like, oh my god. And he just smiles at her and laughs. Like, oh, okay. Like, he understood why. But he was. He, you could see how happy he was that they were, like, happy and relaxed. And things are working out. And even though he, you didn't, he necessarily didn't show it. Just that little smile told you everything you need to know. And like that's just such a good character development. Like, it's just like, he's so easy to read as a viewer, even if the people around him can't read his character as well. Yeah, he's a character that everyone just loves to watch. Um, speaking of that whole arc with his uncle, I like that scene too, where they think they have him corner and cornered in that bar and he's hiding behind that um the bar and he sort of turns one of the bottles so he can see the reflection of where the enemy is and then out of nowhere he just like puts this um this his rifle or his gun over and he shoots at them and he goes out of the bar and escapes yeah he... i mean so many great he has so many great moments and in the season that just um finished up when um, the Beast Titan. I always forget. I just call him the Beast Titan. I keep forgetting what his actual oh, name Zeke? is. Yes, Zeke. Sorry. Yeah, when Zeke tries to escape and he turns all of his comrades into Titans and he thinks that he's going to make it because he's 
thinks there's no way Levi is just gonna kill his comrades because they've now been turned into titans. And obviously Levi feels bad about it, but he kills them because that's what he has to do. And now he's super pissed off and Zeke thinks he's escaping. And then here comes Levi, like, nah, ah, ah, and captures him again. And even in that scene, I don't know what he does to cause the explosion. But when he, like, explodes himself and almost kills that's Levi. Right. Yeah, but well, like that's he right, still wait, survives. Wait, that's right. That's that's right. That's right where the um final season ended. What's that when the they final were in season? the cart. Yeah, I mean the part one of the because now they do these part part one and part two, but yeah, part one of the final season. It ended right after um that scene where they're in the cart and there's an explosion. Well, he survives. Spoiler. <laughs> As if we didn't expect I mean, him to survive. He, I mean, he better. Oh, if anything happens to Levi, where he's he's one of those characters that you just watch in the show and you're just like, I want to be him, you know? Yeah, but like, what do you really like? If you, when you see all the darkness, all the people, all of his friends he's seen die, and you understand why he's just so jaded. You like, he doesn't get attached to people because it's just like I'm gonna die anyways. And I'm going to be alive I mean, yeah, because I'm just a depressing. badass. Yeah, it's depressing if you're going to go that deep into it. But I mean, he's he's just a badass and you're oh, like, and to, to answer your question about like who is the most favorited after number one after Levi, it's Lelouch from Kokias. I was able to pull oh, it Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of him people like him. Lelouch is great. Like, I haven't finished it, but I love Lelouch. <laughs> Lelouch, I've seen <laughs> I need to finish it. I just, it's just like I don't know why I keep forgetting that I haven't finished it. And I'm like, I should probably go finish this. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we could probably talk about Levi and Attack on Titan all day. That's why I said supporting's a rough because it's not only everyone's favorite characters, like not the main characters. The main characters are normally bland and they grow as the show goes. So you don't like you get attached to them, but you're not nearly as like you get like they 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 all kind of blend together. Well, a lot mm-hmm. of times supporting characters are just characters created for that world and they take over and that's what people love about the characters is they're already yeah. you know defined about who they are not you're not watching them get defined like you normally are with main characters and protagonists yeah there's very few shows where i could say that the main protagonist is also my favorite character it's always a side character yeah um I think the only one, as of recently, would be Demon Slayer. Yeah, maybe after this movie, (laughs) which I'm still waiting because the country I'm in, actually, they are showing it in theaters, but I'm trying to see it with a friend, so I'm gonna gonna wait for them. But surprisingly, it did come to theaters here, and I'm dying to see it. Well, I will like throw that out there. I'm not gonna spoil it because I know a lot of people haven't seen it, and Nicole hasn't seen it. What a shame. But Ron, Ron Goku is a fantastic character. You've seen him a little bit in the show. He's extremely funny. He's badass. He's powerful. He's a really good mentor. And, like, yeah, he just has this aura of, like, uh, bright, like this brightness, this aura around him that just, like, you f- you feel comfortable when you're around him, and you think everything's gonna work out because he's around. That's all I'll say. Wow, 
And yeah, I'm so hyped for this movie. I've been so salty of all my friends going to see it in IMAX. I'm dying to see it. So I'll get back on. T- I'll get back with you on that after. Yeah, once you after. see it, we'll do a whole episode yeah. on it and and wave. Oh yeah, that. for <laughs> sure. Um, and there's another thing that I wanted to that we haven't trying to add more anime into our like repertoire of stuff we talk about because there's just so many. Like I said, I wanted to like make an anime list because I've just seen so much. I don't remember everything I've seen. Like a lot of time, it it becomes recency bias whatever's like fresh in my mind is what i think about because i've recently seen it um but a show that we haven't talked about like i think at all that a lot of people love i enjoy has great characters great side characters and that's soul eater ending terrible everything up to it very enjoyable and two characters i enjoyed very much from that show even though they had especially the first one, which is Death, just straight up, like, Death Senior, not Death the Kid. Everyone loves Death the Kid. I thought he was just okay, like, he wasn't... I don't think any of those three were that great, but they were, like, interesting enough. I liked a lot of the people around the world better, but I thought Death was great. Like, this, it, this is, like, this... They portray him in the past as, like, this ruthless, just absolute killer who just, like, took over the world and built this school... But then when you see him, he's just as happy-go-lucky, like old man cracking jokes. And it's just so funny whenever he's on screen. He has the death chop. It's fucking hilarious. And like, even though he's like this all-powerful being, it's just... He's so funny and relaxing. And like the way he like cares about the kids and the future of the world and stuff like that. He's just such a fun character when he's on screen. It's just hard not to like him. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Soul Eater in a while, but I definitely, Death did stand out. Like, I can honestly, I can remember him pretty well, which isn't always the case. I think it's just because he's so unique and just very goofy. It's a very different... I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Soul Eater. I didn't finish the last 10 episodes because I was just, I was just couldn't do it anymore because I feel it's, it started off good, but then they do all this build up and you think it's the main conflict and then they're like, no, never mind. Here's this other thing. Yeah. So the ending towards it, like it definitely, especially the last like five or six episodes were just really bad. And they get in this whole thing of like courage and it's just like, I get the message, but it's really stupid. And I, I just, I, I've seen enough Yu-Gi-Oh! and the power of friendship. I don't need the power of courage now. I don't care. But <laughs> uh, definitely, like, death. Was, this depiction of him is very different than a lot of depictions normally show. Normally, even if death is considered, like, the Reaper is considered a good guy, they're normally very serious. They're very, uh, like, straight to the point. Where in this, he's just a lot more comedical and funny and, like, and so it's built. It was kind of, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air for that character type as a Reaper and as Death and as that genre of character. Yeah. And the second character I really enjoyed was Frankenstein. I thought this this is another very unique depiction of Frankenstein. I thought his very like the two different sides that he had, the split personalities, were very interesting. Mm-hmm. He, and he was just like so powerful that it like it made it even more interesting having this guy who was you know you you start thinking is he evil is he good like 
He just kind of does stuff in his own will. He has that whole, like, switch where he turns it on and kind of goes crazy because of, like, the electrons or something in his brain, like, the, the electricity that causes him to snap and go crazy and just goes, like, ridiculously powerful compared to, like, the one who is very calm, analytical, and thinks about everything. And it's, like, more of a doctor. I thought those two different sides of him, like, really made him an interesting character and an interesting depiction of the Frankenstein character that has been used in all different kinds of media. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. I, I do remember watching it and wondering, as you said, is this guy a good guy or is he about to lose his mind and just go off the rails? But I don't think I remember enough to comment further than that. But yeah, I could. I do remember those characters, so, and I don't remember much else of the show. So. Yeah, it's another one of those where, like I said, same thing as, like, uh, Assassin's Classroom. I kind of just forgot I ever watched it. Like, that was more because the ending was just so shit that I just, like, oh, I don't want to... Really? I liked... I mean, the ending was sad, but, I mean, I no, didn't for think it was the, sad. the ending of Assassin's Classroom was oh, fine. Oh, Soul Leader. Oh, okay. Um, like, it was, it was emotional. It was... Like, it was, it was okay. Like, it was just whatever, like... Mm-hmm. it didn't like hit me any other way like it didn't really I didn't care that much but I did care it was a kind of a weird like you knew it was going to eventually happen like the whole base of the show is killing this guy so eventually you know they're eventually going to kill him like it's just it's going to well, happen they do, they do kind of give you that sliver of hope that maybe there's going to be a way to not kill him but then it, there isn't <laughs> yeah and so like is that but um, for, but from assassination classroom we mentioned it briefly earlier well when before we started recording but karma i think is a great character but i think part of the reason it's easy to forget about the show is there's so many characters in it that are given and it does a good job too of handling a large number of characters they're all given a good amount of screen time and a good amount of character development which is rare because usually yeah. It's not possible they, they, to do that. They, they bounce and they give each character that gets introduced, they have a little mini arc for that character that mm-hmm. like you enjoy. Because um, there are a lot of side characters they don't really talk about. They don't only really talk about Karma, they talk about uh, Nagisa, or probably his name was, like something like that. Uh, they talk about that green-haired girl that he has a relationship with who's like an actress or something. Yeah. Uh, they talk about the one kid who was made who another kid who was had the tentacles attached to him that was sent to kill by the government or whatever to kill i mean they even talk about the girl that's like an ai she's yeah. a computer yeah <laughs> even she has her own like little arc i mean like a mini then... arc with miss bitch where like they're they're kind of <laughs> explain her past and they go to like they go to like that uh resort or something and it's like she wants to hook up with that one like military guy but like he doesn't view her as anything but an assassin and not a very good one even though she's <laughs> she is a good assassin but like when you're no. around a bunch of people who are like training in assassination you kind of she's kind of just gets lackluster it's like she just she's just hot that's her assassination technique is i'm gonna seduce you and kill you and it's like okay but what if you can't seduce me 
No, that's no, it? Okay. Can't <laughs> yeah, can kill yeah, you, so, I like, guess. <laughs> even she had, like, a mini arc. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, am I really this useless? And why, how do I make him love me? How do I get better? And it's like, oh, okay. Like, and so I think all those mini arcs, they don't lead to anything other than, yeah, just like a little mini, like, okay, great. It kind of, it doesn't lead to any memorable switch. But of all those, I probably would say Karma is my favorite. He was the most interesting. Like, he was good at everything. Which normally is annoying, but, like, he he was funny. He was a good rival to the main character. Pushed him to become better and stronger. And uh, You think he's a bad guy early on, but you realize he's really just a good friend to Nagisa and trying to help him because he sees the potential and he sees... He sees everything before anybody understands what's going on. He knows what's going on. It's like that, oh, I get it. Like, he picks everything up, like, instantly. Like, he's just that smart. And because he's so smart, he kind of acts out because he has that, like, oh, I'm bored, let's have some fun type of thing. I'm just so fucking smart. Like, I wish I had that problem. I wish I was just so smart I could just joke around. But instead, I joke around because I'm not smart. And it's just, like, comforting. <laughs> Yeah, and I, everyone likes to watch a badass as well. All those characters that just kind of don't give an f about what anyone thinks, and they just, just do what do they what want. It. Yeah, it's just like those Captain Levi, Kilua, Karma type characters that PA from Yu Hakusho that people can't get enough of. Yeah, and then there's um two I'll talk about briefly. No, they're just like stuff that I watched that like I know you weren't you dropped I don't think you've even seen any fairy tale, you just don't remember it. And you dropped Black Clover. I know I didn't drop Fairy Tale. I just never never watched it. I dropped Black Clover. Sorry. I just wasn't into it. I hear it gets really good, but um yeah. Hey, you <laughs> should definitely give it a second just... shot. But starting with Black Clover, I think one of the, these two are different because the supporting cast for these shows are kind of what builds the show. Like, the main characters are okay, but they're very bland. They're very boring. They're just kind of like, okay, you know, Asta and Natsu, they're just, they're there to be the trump card. It's just kind of what their character is. But all these side characters are great. And Black Clover, like, all of the, the squad captains have great moments. And they're just all interesting from... Yami being such a great, like, father figure and mentor to Asta. And, like, even though he's such a hard-ass, like, he, you can see that he cares about everyone. And how, especially the people that are closest to him, people in his squad. He's very caring, and he always talks about pushing his limits. And now he's, everyone needs to just keep breaking their own limits. And he even puts the, everything he preaches to other people in the show, he puts on himself. And his relationships with all the other captains that they show, um, the one, the Blue Rose Knight captain, like Charlotte, I believe her name is, has a crush on him, and she's supposed to be like this feminist, but like, she is like secretly likes this, you know, muscle, manly man, you know, like rough around the edges guy. When she's like this proper princess, I think their scenes funny. They they build a good world around the show. You have. Uh, the Wizard King Julius, who is, like, funny, incredibly smart, powerful, loves magic. Yet you have this sinister thing about him where, like, 
question like he's a good guy but you can sense that he's willing to do anything if he thinks the ends justify the means like all these like side characters you have uh both Marileona and um her brother I can't remember Fregolion for the like they're great characters you have Jack the Ripper as a character who is like Yami's best friend? Like these, ca- all these captains are so polarizing in the show. They all have great moments, and so just that whole cast of characters just makes Black Clover really what is what lifts Black Clover up. Like when it's just Asta and you know they're kind of bland, or whatever. Once they introduce the captains and you start seeing what ha- goes on in the future, is what really lifts the show from okay to very good. And then with Fairy Tale. It's a very similar premise where the guild is the best supporting cast. Like, the guild is what makes the show. Every character in the guild, even some of the bad ones like Elfman, who you're just like, ah, this guy's annoying. Like, he's just been a fucking man. Like, he just always talks about how big of a man he is. He's like, oh, you're kind of a bitch. Like, he just, he, even though he's annoying, when he does something great, because you love the fairy tale guild when you're watching it, it's like you root for him and you enjoy those scenes. Um, but there's every there's great characters all around the guild. You have like your main three with Gray and Urza and uh, Natsu. You have Wendy, but like even side characters like one of my uh, favorite characters is Levy. She's like I think she's best girl. Like I she's just like a bookworm, but I think she's cute and funny. Her her stuff with Godzilla is great, and he's a great supporting character. Um. Uh. There's like a bunch of people in the guild, but they all have moments that, and they make the show worth watching. And that is the end of my rant. Is there anybody <laughs> you wanted to bring up? Uh, well, I thought we could talk about another very popular show next, and that is the Dragon Ball franchise. And there's so many supporting characters in this show. But we actually happen to both have the same favorite supporting character, and that is Future Trunks. It's hard, not, I, hard not to to love Future Trunks. Like, like I said, my favorite character in all of Dragon Ball is probably uh, Cell Arc uh, Gohan. But in that point, he kind of became the main character. So he isn't really a side character at that point in the show. And that's when he's the best. And after that, he's not as good. But anytime Future Trunks is on the screen, you just, like, enjoy it. He's just, like, don't know. I don't even know why. He's not that deep of a character. He just comes from a world where, like, it's been destroyed. So he has, like, a depressing backstory. Like, kind of, like, you feel for him. And I don't know if it's just, it's. It, I think it's because of the sword. And you never really see anyone in Dragon Ball use swords. The way he did, like, the Super Saiyan sword and comes in, you're like, this is badass. And the way he chops up Frieza and his father, you're like, wow, this guy's a thug. <laughs> and I think people like him a lot, too, because Vegeta's one of their favorite characters. Bulma's been around forever. Everyone loves Bulma. So this kid of them who comes in, it gives you that whole surprise. You don't even expect those two to ever be a thing. It kind of, like, that stuff, I think, is why. I, I don't know why he's so loved other than he's just the badass factor but it's hard not to love future trunks i think he has a good mix of 
of being because you have a character like Goku that is just a straight up good guy, and then you have an edgy character that like Vegeta who is just edgy. I think Trunks is future Trunks is a good mix of the two. Like he has a good heart, but he also has his moments where he'll just do whatever needs to be done and he'll just destroy the enemy and he should have been in the tournament arc, but he wasn't, and that sucked. It would have been so much more fun to watch if he was in it. So, I don't know why he wasn't, but, yeah. He's... And also, he's just, he's kind of one of those characters, too, that he, because he doesn't get as much screen time as the other characters, whenever he is on screen, it's more of a nice surprise. Kind of, kind of like um, a character like Sashomaru from Inuyasha, who is another very popular character, but he doesn't always get as much screen time. So whenever they are on, it's like, oh, yay, this is a treat. Yeah, and because of lack of screen time, they don't have that much depth. But it's okay, because well, gets... like, it gets more in Super, and they, mm-hmm. they sprinkle it along. But it's still like, it's the same thing, like, oh, my my future is shitty. Every, like, I just seem to draw the short end of the stick all the time. Like, everything that bad that ever happened in Dragon Ball happened. When it, whenever anybody loses in Dragon Ball, it happens in the future Trunks timeline. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like, yeah, I forget why he even goes back. Like, isn't his whole family, isn't Bulma gone? Like, his girlfriend i think may isn't she or maybe she's still alive no, in this timeline. She's, I don't... Bulma, I, I think she passes away right at the end when he's about to teleport back like right before he leaves she dies but yeah like because but it's one of those things where they the twisted timelines where it's a character from the normal timeline that we know then goes uses a time ring to go back in time and like then they change timelines. It's like a little weird. It, it makes no sense how this happens. Yeah, and it makes timeline... no sense because at the end of that arc, Zeno destroys that whole universe, that whole timeline. So like, where did Future Trunks go? Why he went back? But where did he go back to? It was destroyed. So it's like, oh wait, but that might have been a different timeline. There's more than one because I think they say every time. Someone travels through time yeah, and creates it makes a, a new, new. It's just like yeah, in, you know, uh, uh, Steins Gate. Like it makes a new path. Mm-hmm. So like, but still, it's just like they don't explain what he goes back to. Like, because if you go back before they killed um, Zamasu, I'm, it's kind of like I'm not okay. I'm not sure we should be thinking so deeply into this because I mean it is Dragon Ball. It's not a show that's yeah, really that's what I say. It's, it's plot. Yeah, <laughs> when I watch Dragon Ball, I'm just watching for fights. I don't care about anything else but the fights. I don't story just. <laughs> I mean, he does. Um, there are a lot of movies in the Dragon Ball franchise. I don't think I've seen all of them, but I've seen most of them. And besides the Brawly movie that recently came out well not recently maybe it was about two years ago that one would be my maybe would be my favorite if not my close second favorite is the future trunks movie the one where gohan has um one arm and they delve more into his past 
that was a I remember watching that as a kid and yeah maybe I'll go back and rewatch that sometime soon that's that was a good one yeah that's a good that's a, a good I've seen a lot of the movies I haven't seen all of them but that's a there's good one there's too many and um, a lot of them will just a lot of them just redo sh- stuff that happens in the show and it's just they make a movie that but it's just a slightly different version of events but at least the trunks one was completely different and something extra that was not yeah, other than right. Super, they didn't do the thing where like, they made the movies and then they put those movies and put them into the show. And like, Why didn't you just make the movies canon and then just jump <laughs> in after the movies instead of just remaking them with less budget? Because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Double dipping, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but point is, Chunk's a badass. Everyone loves him. <laughs> yeah, oh. moving on. I, I think there's a there's a new character who fits that same mold in a very new show I put on here, and that is from Jujutsu Kaisen. And he like from the get go became one of my favorite characters, and that is Toto. Like he, the first time you see him, and he comes on screen, he's just this big hulking man, and he's talking to Megumi, and he's like, you know, the what the way he judges a person is by the type of women they like. It's just I found it the funniest thing. I just, it put a big grin on my face. It's like, I gotta ask you a question. This is gonna, if we're gonna be friends or not, how you answer this question. What's your ideal type of woman? And then that he gets was mad. pretty unexpected. Yeah, he gets mad about how I blame it all. And how he makes up this whole story later on with Yuji when he tells him when he, they have that, that great line where he's like, well, you ask him, what's your best type of woman? And Yuji thinks, and he's like, you know, probably someone with a fat ass like Jennifer Lawrence. It's just such, like, it's like, it just put, like, would he just say that? And you're like, oh, this is great. And the whole <laughs> backstory that Toto makes about how they're best friends. And he has this, he has this idol he looks up to and now he wants to ask her out. It's just, all of it is just so funny and so fun. And, like, it's just big buff guy. And he just does all this stupid shit that's just so enjoyable to me. And even when he yeah. fights, it's just such a badass. Like, he's such a badass when he fights. Yeah, I I liked him too, and I definitely do appreciate some spontaneous spontaneity. I can't talk today, but but yeah, but the your ideal type of woman thing was very random and unexpected. So I appreciated that. However, I would have to say my favorite side character in that show is unsurprisingly Goto Sensei. I feel like I could. I feel like Megumi has potential too if they develop him more and give him more screen time. Because I do like the whole demon dog thing. But yeah, I would have to say Goto Sensei Sensei is my favorite. He's just every... He is very overpowered so much so that it's kind of sort of a plot thing that the villains have to find a way to keep him out of the picture so that they can do what they want to do. But every time he is on screen, it's really fun to watch. Um, Every time he takes his... The first time he took his, he finally took his mask off, and he had his eyes were super sparkly, super extra. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. Everyone loves a good, a good sensei. So Gojo's great. Say? I like Gojo, and it's easy to say he's like the the best character, but I think it's. I personally am not the biggest fan of that whole plot device of let's wait for Gojo. Like, just everyone hold out until Gojo gets here. It's like, okay. Like, it's, yeah, it's he cool. Yeah, he is overpowered. 
and his when he fights, it's cool, and he's a great character, and I love him. And it's like it's like neck and neck. I just think Toto is funnier for the little bits that you see him. And like you said, mm-hmm. it's like that little bit you got got to see him, and it's also kind of recency bias because I've seen like that arc with him in it most recently. So it's like that little bit of recency bias and the whole brother thing and the jokes they make with him. I just find very enjoyable. Not to say that, like, going forward, Gojo is not going to far surpass him, because he probably is. He's going to end up being the Levi of this of Jujutsu Kaisen. He already kind of is, and he's going to take that role. He's still, even when everyone catches up to him and they have that whole Naruto-esque thing where, like, everyone gets to the level of Kakashi or surpasses him, when they do the same thing with Gojo, it's, he's still going to be great just because of his comedic whims and, like, the, the way he, he's another... I love when a character has that do-what-has-to-be-done mentality because it's very similar to how I, I, I feel like I think that same way. Like, I'll do what has to be done. Like, if something was to happen, like, I wouldn't think twice about doing the right thing. If I think this is this is what needs to be done, I'd do it. Even if, like, other people thought, oh, let's find another way. It's like, okay, like, we don't have time for that. Let's just get this. Get This is the easiest way. Get out of the way. Move on. So we have, we have better things ahead. I love that character archetype and he definitely has that in him like you can sense even though he's happy-go-lucky that he will bitch slap anybody that gets in his way yeah i like his goofy personality too it's it's a good change because a lot of times the sensei is super uh serious and very like strict and then you have this guy who looks like he's gonna be strict but he's just completely goofy and sort of a clown yeah uh, but i also like how like He's so cocky that you know it's eventually gonna it's gonna fuck him. Like he's eventually gonna get in trouble because of this cockiness. He's gonna get himself mm-hmm. in trouble. But even like he'd be sitting in a room with the grant like the leader of the jujutsu like sorcery realm, that old man, and just shit talks him to his face because he just knows this old man's not gonna do anything. And like <laughs> they're over there, like they're sitting all proper and they're doing the whole Japanese tradition. And he's just sitting there, legs sprawled out, cracking jokes, and you're like, this guy just doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> and so it's just fun when you see him just pop those shots. Like, oh, what are you going to do? Oh, nothing? Okay. Yeah. If I was as weak as you, then you know, I, I would probably think the same thing. But since I'm not, uh, this is how I think. Yeah. And, like, I would still, I, I hope, I think it's going to happen, but I, I am excited to see the, the when they they hint at it in the first episode of a Sukuna Gojo, like, legit battle that I think is going to happen. I think once Yuji officially gets all 20 fingers, whatever it is, and he's probably going to lose himself. And I'm excited to see that Sukuna Gojo-like fight where it's just, like, the pinnacle of the Jujutsu world. Mm-hmm. Clashing off, which I feel like is eventually gonna happen, and it's gonna be yeah. one of those things where, like, I, that's where I think Gojo's gonna get himself in trouble because he's grown so attached to Yuji that when he's not gonna be able to kill this guy, he has to hold back, and that's gonna be such an interesting fight. Uh, I was still wait. I've been waiting for something to happen with that whole that was made when that Itadori forgot about that. Um... Sorry, what's the what's the villain's name again? Oh, Sukuna. Um, uh, or, Sukuna yeah, said he could take that he can take control of his body for I think it was one or two minutes. It's and two then... minutes, but he can't kill 
any human being. Yeah, so I've been waiting. So far, for he's only does it. He's only done it once, and that was when the um. Oh really? I completely that, forgot. That, <laughs> completely forgot. Yeah. Oh, he kind of does it. He kind of doesn't. Like, he doesn't hold it for a minute, but he takes over his body for like that one second when they're fighting the, what's his name? Um, Mahiko, the guy that transforms people, that, like configures people, mm-hmm. and he tries to like go inside Yuji's mind, oh, yeah, and he's like. Yeah get the fuck out of here and he smacks him out of it and he turns into him real quick and beats the shit and just smacks him away and then goes back in like he's done that but he yeah, hasn't cool. yeah uh, but he hasn't like completely yeah, taken, done like, like a two minute control. thing yet exactly so i've been waiting for that to happen that'll be cool i guess next season whenever that's coming out yeah um so those are two characters i only put the one of those are two characters talk about Jujutsu kaisen um trying to think of I think everybody else on here is stuff that like I've seen or you just don't care about <laughs> so it's like a rapid fire My Hero Academia Miro well I care about My Hero Academia <laughs> I'm just like two seasons behind and I mean I've been meaning to watch it and it's gonna happen but I just don't know when yeah um Everyone loves Miro when they show him on the screen. The way he beats up Class 1A, it's fun to see this guy, just to show the, the difference. But I think what really sold him for me was when they're doing the whole invasion of Overhaul's facility, and he runs ahead because he, he can run through everything because he's fucking Miro and he can just walk through walls. Uh, and he finds Overhaul with... Um, I don't remember the little girl's name off the top of my head right now. But with the little girl there to save. Uh, and he just... This main character who has beaten professional heroes and uh, his main villain who's beaten, like, of that arc, who has beaten villains and he's been, like, a terror to the underground world. And Miro not only just beats the shit out of him, but also one of his goonies who, like, apparently he took, like, a buff shot of that, uh, like that thing that like buffs their quirk and he just continues to beat the shit out of both of them without even breaking a sweat and you're like oh my god this guy is and they explained it earlier where he's not he does that quirk you think is overpowered but it's such a hassle because you, you he's trying to grow up where you can fall through the world you never know when you can just fall through or smother yourself and die like it was just such a hard thing to control and how much work it must have put for him to get to that point. And when he's when he's doing that. And even when he loses his quirk. He was still beating Overhaul and his crony. Without a quirk. Like this guy was still. All you Overhaul do is touch him once and he's dead. And he still <laughs> be, couldn't touch him. He had to threaten the little girl. Um, I can't remember her name. But just yeah. to even get a chance to hurt him. The only reason he lost was because of that. Even without a quirk, he would have still won. And that is just such a crazy feat of just how, like, how not only how strong he was, but his determination, his will to, like, save people, and his whole goal is to save a million people. So that's why his name is Lamillion. Like, it's just, he's just such a good guy, and he has that, like, uh, old-school character face from, like, old American cartoons. It's just, like, He's such a fun character. And even when he loses his quirk, 
and you think he'd be depressed and he's still uplifting. He thinks, you know, I'm going to get it back because unnamed little girl that cannot remember her name on top of my head. Uh, you know, power will, will eventually be able to, to get his power back and he believes in her. And it's like, this is a, this guy beat, you know, a villain that took Deku with a, with a leech on his back, sucking out all of his pain to be able to beat. And this guy just did it with hard work and training as a third year in high school. And I just found it like he was just such a great character. And I enjoyed like that portion of that arc very much. Yeah, now that you're talking, like I did have to look up his picture to remember who this was. But now that you're talking about him and refreshing my memory, or at least what I did see from whatever the last season I watched was, yeah, he was a cool character. And like you were saying, he takes a quirk that to many it seems like a huge disadvantage and there's all these issues with it, but he just works hard at it and he turns it into something very powerful and we can all appreciate that. However, I am sort of basic, and my favorite character has to be to- Todoroki on that show. Maybe when I see the new seasons, because you're kind of selling me on Mirio, like, from what you're saying, I'm like, wow, he, he sounds super cool. So maybe when I do catch up with these new seasons, it sounds like he could be my new favorite supporting character. But from what I was seeing before, I mean, Todoroki, I don't have any reasons as deep as yours yeah, um, but I just like his power the whole icy hot you know yeah, Todoroki is was my favorite as well until Miro and even even now if I don't count <laughs> like Miro still not might not be my favorite but I think he's one of the best that needs to be mentioned now like right now my actual probably my favorite would actually be Endeavor I think okay. the Endeavor Redemption wait a arc wait, is wait, just... Endeavor? That's Todoroki's wait, father. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that guy like a huge a huge douche? <laughs> but, but because of how big of a douche he is, um, that's why his redemption arc and how much he, like, throughout the show, how much he changes, he just becomes... He, has, he is the most deep character in the show. The most for me, I feel like he's the most interesting character in the show, and like this is an this is a guy who's an adult, and he's changing and adapting due to the loss of All Might, and how much he's changed. And even though he's kind of hit a peak for power, and he's probably never gonna get stronger than he is, he still pushes himself to try to live up to what All Might was, and tries to be that new symbol of peace, even though he knows he's never gonna be that symbol of peace, and he's realized it. And he's realized his mistakes. Like, he's just... If you haven't seen the new season, you haven't seen his mini-redemption arc. Um, yeah, I'm like, it oh, is, there's a redemption arc coming? It That's is exciting. great. <laughs> and even further, when they go into in the manga that happens, that's happened on, and he gets more in-depth, and you, you know, you learn something that we've all known from the get-go about Dobby. I'm sure you you know what it is. That you know, mm-hmm. Dobby's his son. That they've really, you, everyone knows it from the get-go. Fire guy, blue flames. Endeavors use blue flames. Obviously, they're gonna be related somehow. And then it turns mm-hmm. out it is that's arc makes Dobby a great character and even deepens the like intrigue factor of Endeavor. And he's probably 
my favorite if you can count manga in especially like he's just i think he is the most interesting character in the show now okay now new deku that they showed might take that now now that deku like the new deku that's coming uh might actually become an interesting fucking character for once instead of just like this just happy-go-lucky gonna keep pushing hard to be like all might that he's been since the beginning of the show and it's never developed at all oh yeah we've never seen a shonen protagonist like that before <laughs> i wish that wasn't the case but <laughs> and that's actually yeah. we haven't talked about a lot my academia because i am in the group who actually thinks black clover is better than my academia i find it more interesting I think my academia start is a lot better than Black Clover's, but I think Black Clover continuously went up, where my hero kind of has been on this roller coaster. Yeah, I feel that too. I feel it's sort of maybe that's why. I mean, I didn't stop watching. Like I plan on finishing it, but what you're saying, it kind of it had a good start and then it sort of plateaued, and I was just kind of getting bored. Yeah, after <laughs> the whole All Might, All for One fight. And they kind of went back to training. It's just like the whole training up after with the whole getting the license mm-hmm. thing. I it wasn't that interesting. And then they go into the overhaul arc, which was okay, but it still wasn't. It could, yeah, it just seemed like it was, it was, it was just like average for a while, and then it dropped like this. What's being released right now, I think, is the most boring arc and all of fucking my hero like i dropped reading it three times because it was just, i found it so boring the the back end of it is interesting with the stuff that happens to deku but like the beginning it's just so i find i just found it so, i've seen it's the same thing as like we've already seen this we saw the whole um sports festival i think this is just very similar to the sports festival i've already seen this i don't care like i don't i could care less about class 1b I don't care about it at all. There's no fucks given. Mm-hmm. So a whole arc based on them battling each other, like it's just, I don't care. I just don't care about it. I have no interest in these characters. Yeah, I'm kind of like, this is a little bit off topic before we get back on topic, but I'm kind of like glad now because before, whenever you would go, if you guys have a hot topic wherever you live and you go in and there's always like half the store is dedicated to My Hero Academia. They have so many t-shirts, like a whole stand. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's it's always either My Hero or it's Naruto or it's Dragon Ball. And it's just like those now are... It's de- but now it's Demon Slayer. Now it's Demon Slayer, um, Attack on Titan. Uh, I see a lot of stuff for... Um, but even with Attack on Titan going on, like, they would still, it would be, like, My Hero yeah. Academia, at least in, like, my local store back home. It always has its, like, all... Yeah, it's my too. I always want to get anime t-shirts, but it's just, it's a, you can't get anything very in-depth. Like, it's, it's always the, the same three, big three, whatever the big three is at the moment is yeah. normally what it's... You have, to di- you have to dig to find the good t-shirts. Yeah, it's, like... <laughs> The Food Wars one I had that my sister bought for me for Christmas. Like, I've tried to find more Food Wars stuff. I've never seen it. I was like, how, where'd she get this? Oh, hot topic. I was like, how? I live in the same state as you. I've never seen this stuff. I yeah. went to one recently. I 
just literally Demon Slayer. I, was like, I, I, I want a Demon Slayer t-shirt, but they're all kind of just bland. Like, I just don't even know an interesting Demon Slayer shirt. Like, it doesn't even, like, have Nezuko on it. Why would I want a shirt that have Nezuko on it? Like, what, what's the point? Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways, I just wanted to, like, mention how, I don't know, how My Hero, like, took over Hot Topic. But yeah, anyways. It took over the anime world. and it, It's dying down now. I think Jujutsu Kaisen, I mean, Demon good, Slayer... It, it's definitely... a good show, but yeah, I feel like it literally swept the nation, and I can't it, figure it, it's out. It's because what... it's because Marvel was so big at the time. Superheroes were so big, so now yeah. this anime with superheroes comes out. Everyone's into superheroes right now, so that they they want to watch it, even though it's animated. Now they're getting the anime based off the superhero show. It, it's very. It came out at the right time. Like it came out. Like, I don't know if it would have came out a couple years before if it would have been as big, or if it would have came out a couple years later if it would have been as big. As it came out at the perfect time, I think, like, Marvel was still building up the end game. Like, every, all that was real hot. So it was, it, it came out at the right time. <laughs> so wow, we went, we went so off topic yeah. there. So we got a couple more I want to mention. So I'm just gonna do, before we do wrap up today, I'm going to do a little rapid fire round. Of just throwing their names out there. My team romantic uh, Snifu uh, Haruno, which is Yukino Yukinosha's sister. Great character. I think she's very funny. Enjoyable. I love how she messes with the main guy. Um Hachi Hachiman, like she just she is so cute and like she's very similar to Yukino, but just like in like I don't know, she's like the complete opposite of Yukino, I mean. But you can see how she cares about her sister, even though she is kinda hard on her. But I still enjoy her as a character a lot. Every time she's on screen, I find her very fun. Um, Food Wars, obviously. Always talk about Food Wars. Megumi, best girl. Megumi's so damn cute. She's so fun. She's so quirky. You just you can never get... Like, Megumi is just always fun when she's on screen. She's just so adorable. And it's just like, I love Megumi. Kage-sama Loves War. Another great show that I enjoy. And who is the best supporting character? obviously it's chica fujiwara again so damn cute like just everything she does is adorable she's funny she has like the best quibs she's always like every time something like is about to get hot and heavy between uh kaguya and i can't remember his name off the top of my head right now starts with an s shirogane uh chica just always finds a way to get in there and like make it awkward or funny and break it up and it's just so everything she does is funny and she like keeps that show alive like even when it starts to get stale chica does something just out of off the wall and she's just a great the one of the best supporting characters in anime i've seen in a while and that's my rapid fire round um let me see let me think of some rapid fires um well I have to bring up, you brought up Food Wars, so I'm going to bring up Yu Yu Hakusho, and from that show, Hiei and Kurama. I mean, you could argue that they're not supporting characters, that they're main protagonists, but, I mean, Hiei, no explanation needed. He's one of those Levi-type characters that's a total badass, but he has an interesting past with his sister as well, and a great backstory. And then Kurama, because I always love those witty um calculated characters and he has a good heart but he also has his ruthless side um who else who else um 
Uh, oh, Rize from Tokyo Ghoul, even though she doesn't get that much screen time. And I have like a lot of negative, I think I've mentioned it before, I have a lot of criticisms of the Tokyo Ghoul anime, even though it's one of my favorite mangas. But when Rize comes on the screen towards the end and there's that whole torture scene with Kaneki and he kind of turns, he turn, he be, he be his hair turns white and there's that whole metamorphosis thing. Um, Yeah, that was great. Um... Who else? Who else? I don't know. My mind's like going blank. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard to like think of stuff on the spot. Um. Um. Okay. Because you mentioned Vinland Saga earlier. Um. I thought Askeladd was a great character, even though maybe he's more of an antagonist than um than a side character. But um. I don't know. There's also there's also like hunter hunter but like it's so difficult to bring up hunter hunter without talking about multiple characters because so many characters in the show are so good but i forgot if you said you thought karapika was a main character or a side, a side character. character he doesn't really do yeah. much other than the little bit he's in the show yeah i would yeah i mean I would say Kilua, but Kilua is argue arguably a I main consider the main character. I consider Gon and Kilua the main characters of Hunter Hunter. Yeah, they're in yeah, every so... arc. The world revolves around those two. Yeah. So besides them, Karapika I think is a great character. You know, the Phantom Troop is one of my favorite arcs. But yeah, that's the end of my rapid fire round because I literally can't think of any other characters off the top of my head. Yeah, and. Well, since we brought up Gojo, you have to bring up the inspiration of Gojo too, which is Naruto, which is Kakashi. Kakashi, everyone loves Kakashi. And reason people love Gojo is this badass sensei. Like he built that type of character. He he is the archetype, like the original, the OG of that like badass sensei that everyone loves. He's he's funny, he's smart, he's analytical, great character. Um so we're at an hour and nine minutes, so we're probably gonna wrap things up. I don't I think we agreed that we were gonna do our mid spring season review next. Okay. Yeah, that sounds I that sounds that, good to I me. I thought that was what we agreed on, but it was like three weeks ago we, we we put this list of stuff together. I believe that that was on our chart of like well it's what's gonna happen. So yeah, so next episode, spring season reviews. Gotta get into watching more spring. I've seen a good handful. Uh, spoilers so far. Nothing has really jumped out yet. But we'll see as I mm-hmm. delve deeper into the rabbit hole of seasonal anime. So yeah. uh, that's going to yeah, wrap it so, up, guys. And, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, Hope to I, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you'd like. If you'd like to. If you want to. Support us. We do have an Instagram at Anime Coffee House Podcast. Um, you can add us there. We, you know, have any questions, we can answer them. We have a uh, email, which is Anime Coffee House Podcast at gmail.com. Is that correct? I or keep forgetting v- if it's the. I think it's just. Let me check right now. I keep forgetting if it's the Anime Coffee House Podcast or just Anime yeah. Coffee House Podcast. Um. Yeah, it's anime coffee house podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so so no que- D yeah. in front. Yeah, if you have, you know, 
uh, you want to add on to who you think your best antagonist, protagonist, and supporting characters are, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and if you can share us, that'd be great. You know, on Spotify, uh, basically anything that has podcasts, I believe it does get posted to. Um, so mm-hmm. if you do enjoy sharing us, whether it be on your Facebook, Instagram, word to mouth, you know, any type of advertising is appreciated. Uh, so that is, you know, that is that. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Yeah. See you next week, guys. Bye.